guys, and welcome back to another episode of Your Brain's Coach Podcast. My name is Angela Sharina. I'm your host. I'm your brain's coach and just someone with a lot of passion for helping you guys to learn how to use all the brain tools you can use to feel, look, and do your absolute best. You know, it's all in the brain, guys. All the decisions, all the emotions, uh, all the things that we do, it's all in the brain. And depending on what kind of environment we build for our brain, how we nourish, how we feed our brain, what kind of cognitive practices we do, depending on all of that, we either can really harness the potential, the genius of our brain, or we can worsen it, right? I truly believe that everyone is a genius, but it takes work to unlock that genius. It's kind of like, you know, you have a seed and you can put that seed in the fertile soil and you can nourish it and it can become a tree and it can create a lot, a lot more fruit, right? Or whatever like harvest of that specific seed is. Or you put it in a soil that is dry, that doesn't have minerals, that doesn't have water, doesn't have anything for that seed to sprout, and it will not sprout even though the potential was always there, right? And it's the same with human beings. We think we're so much different from plants, but we're actually not that much different from a plant or any other animal. We can create the conditions that will allow our best selves, our talents, our strengths to really sprout and become extraordinary. Or we can create environment and put ourselves in, situa- in situations and be driven by things that make us undermine our talents and make us less than what we can be. You know, human potential is limitless, but whether we can harness that potential or not, that is entirely on us. Nothing gonna happen by default. The only thing thing that happens by default in life is death and chaos, right? If we don't take care of things, Things, you know, Tony Robbins likes to say, we are either growing or dying. And so by default, if we do nothing, we are dying. Every single second and minute of our lives, we are dying. So let's grow. Um, That's kind of a long intro. Didn't plan for it. But I think it will help you to increase your motivation for getting better and for actually putting into practice what we are learning on this podcast, right? I met while walking on the beach. You know, I do my beach walks um, at sunrise several times per week. And I met um, Alex and he's a poker player. And we had one session and I gave him the most effective tools for emotional regulation so he makes better decisions um, while at poker tournaments, right, to win more and to get titles and to progress in his professional poker player career. And so we had one session and I gave him all the tools, explained uh, to him all of those tools. And I asked him, you know, ask me questions. If you have any, like any help you need, just let me know. And I met him the other day and I asked him, it was um, a week after our session. So Alex, uh, what did you put in practice? And he's like, you know, it's kind of hard. I didn't put much in practice. And 
In one session, I can only, guys, do that much, especially if people ask me specifically for tools and information, not for coaching. And so what I noticed that it's almost universally useless. There is a very small percentage of people who take the knowledge, the very specific knowledge applied to their situation and put it right into practice. Most of the people, they'll learn new things and they're like, well, this is too hard. This is not what I'm used to, not what I'm comfortable with. with and then they don't practice those things. And because they don't practice them, they don't get any results. And So motivation is important, right? If a person is motivated enough and understand the reason why they got to change, they'll do almost anything. And so giving you this idea that you have the potential to become extraordinary, but will you or will you not? That's entirely on you and on the actions you take. I hope this knowledge, this notion, this thought will motivate you to put more stuff into action. Otherwise, nothing gonna change, guys. Things, when we do not work on growth, only get worse, not better, right? We are only getting older and dying unless we are working on personal growth, personal improvement, and changing something in ourselves. Besides that, today is actually the second episode about learning. On the last episode, we talked about the most effective routines or tools or the ways uh, ways we do things, the most effective ways to organize your learning to get more out of it, to remember more and to put more into habitual practice, right? So listen to that episode that we did yesterday. Today, the episode is about foods for learning. Like there are three foods that I honestly consider to be learning foods because without them, you cannot, you cannot learn in the most effective way. You will still learn something, but your ability to learn will be diminished. And these foods are simple, universally available, quite delicious if you ask me. And why wouldn't you eat them? So let's jump right into that. Food, learning food number one, omega-3 fish. Now, when it comes to omega-3s, you can also supplement with marine sources of omega-3s, but you need to eat or supplement with sufficient amounts of them. So if it's a supplement, it's got to be two grams of EPA and DHA combined. That's what recent uh, research and data shows. I listened and read experts, and that's what they recommend if you want to create and supply your brain with the optimal conditions for learning. Omega-3 fatty acids, they anti-inflammatory. They improve um, a lot of ways the way our brain works. But what's very specific about them, specifically about DHA, uh, not so much EPA, is that it's a structural component. So every time we learn and the brain needs to build connections, new connections between neurons, between nerve cells, right, to put that learning into long-term usage, so to speak. Every time the brain does that, our brain needs those DHAs and those omega-3 fatty acids to actually insulate those nerve connections so they're strong and the impulse travels faster, right? And so that knowledge is available. Your brain 
literally starts shrinking and not able to grow and learn. And it's also truth, for example, for kids. If kids do not get enough omega-3s, they do not learn that fast. They do not develop that well. If, for example, mom is pregnant woman deficient in omega-3s and the kid in the womb will not develop properly. These are powerful and they're as powerful for kids as they're powerful for adults, right? So two grams, either supplement, I always go for foods because foods have so many other nutrients. I go for fatty fish and you would eat somewhere between 100 to 200 grams, uh, three to like six ounces of fatty fish, uh, depending on the kind of fish, to get those two grams. I usually try to either get 100, 120 grams of sardines or 150 to 200 grams of salmon and or I supplement. So on the days that I don't eat fish, I supplement, but I almost always prefer to eat fish, especially things like canned sardines. I absolutely love them. And they also have additional nutrients that also will help with learning and with general health. Um, but those omega-3s, they are structural components of your brain, building blocks of your learning, if you want. You know, you want to build a cathedral of knowledge, you got to have the bricks to build that cathedral. And one kind of those breaks are omega-3 fatty acids. So every day, not once a week, not a couple of times per week, studies show that for most people, that's not going to be optimal. Now, it's going to be better than nothing than what a lot of people do, but it's not optimal. So two grams, again, of either supplement or you eat 100, 200 grams of fatty fish. And fatty fish is things like salmon, sardines, um, we have mackerel, we have herring. Uh, just look up omega-3 rich fatty fish. When it comes to tuna, guys, it's a dry fish. And <laughs> there are parts of tuna that probably have some of those omega-3s, but most tuna you'll eat doesn't have that much omega-3s. So you got to really look up the kind of tuna fish that you want to eat, whether that specific type has omega-3s, right? Things like salmon, mackerel, herring, and sardines, they always have a lot of omega-3s. With tuna, not, you know, not that much. So you got to choose the kind of tuna if you are the tuna person. So omega-3s, learning food number one, right? Specifically fatty fish. Again, I always recommend food first because it has so many more nutrients that make the omega-3s work better and also a lot of other stuff make work better because, you know, when it comes to fish, it's the source of minerals, it's the source of B vitamins, it's the source of some antioxidants. It's just a lot more plus the protein, right? We all need to eat that protein. Um, uh, just remember, a friend of mine told me that I mispronounced protein, so I'm going to try to improve that. Um, but yeah, let's get back to fish. Uh, learning food, number one, that no person committed to learning can skip daily omega-3s, either fish, 100-200 grams, or two grams of EPA and DHA combined. You know, you got to read the label if you choose a supplement. So it has two grams at least of those EPA and DHA. Now to food number two. Uh, food number two is eggs, eggs or liver. But I usually say eggs because, you know, yesterday a friend of mine came over for dinner and I asked him, uh, 
do you do you mind if I cook chicken livers uh, or you prefer something traditional? He says, nah, chicken livers. You know, for most people, liver is not the most exciting food. Today, I'm going to actually be cooking chicken livers for myself because my friend, um, you know, refused to, to eat them. But anyhow, so that's why I go for eggs, even though the nutrient <clears throat> that we are looking for learning is the richer sources are eggs and liver. So let's stick to eggs. You need to eat three eggs to get optimal amount of that nutrient that is called choline. In the brain, it is made into acetylcholine. And acetylcholine is the molecule, it's a part of DNA of focus and learning. It's the one that sharpens your attention. It's kind of like a spotlight of attention. And it is necessary to form memories and to open up the window of neuroplasticity or our ability to change and to learn. So acetylcholine. It is also found in other foods, usually animal, usually fatty foods uh, that a lot of people do not eat enough of. Uh, it is also can be found in some plant-based foods, but you need to eat pounds of that. Whereas with eggs, it's three eggs, three eggs, and you get that optimal amount. Also, you can supplement with things like alpha-GPC or citicolin. Those are two best recommended supplements for um, two create this acetylcholine that we need to have focused attention, to learn, to memorize. In fact, these supplements are even used to improve conditions such Alzheimer's, dementia. And it seems that people who do not get enough of that choline in their diet, their cognitive decline and their capacity to memorize things, to not lose track of thought or their that capacity it diminishes right so it's the learning molecule i like to call it memory molecule i like to call it spotlight of attention molecule just remember it is necessary for you to be the fast learner but not just to read books and memorize or to study for the exam no your ability to change to adapt like you experience something in life and instead of being stuck in your patterns you adapt you change and you create new patterns that serve you better in life I truly believe that a lot of people are a little bit stuck in their ways one of the reasons one of the biggest reasons is because they don't have the building blocks to open up that learning window and they kind of end up being that you know proverbial old dog that doesn't learn new tricks nutrition is a huge part of your personal development and choline that is found in eggs those three eggs they are essential to increase your adaptability your ability to change in life your ability to adapt and your ability to simply learn new stuff things like new skills or, you know, prepare for, I don't know, an exam, a workshop, a public talk. We need memories for so many things, right? So either supplement with things like alpha-GPC is my favorite. It is recommended by my favorite neuroscientist, uh, Andrew Huberman. So either alpha-GPC, I take 300 milligrams two times per day, um, morning and afternoon, or I also eat eggs. So I usually actually eat consume all of that. I'm a fan of calling, right? I want to learn, adapt. I read half a book a day. You know, I want to, I want to just soak it on, suck it all in, right? So yeah, eggs, that 
choline, that memory, that learning, that adaptability molecule, or acetylcholine or alpha-GPC. By the way, guys, if you need advice on specific supplements, where to get them in your specific area of the world, and how much of it to take, when to take it. Um, also, of course, if you take any medications or you have any conditions, that might be an issue with some of the supplements or stuff I recommend, right? So please reach out. And if I don't have the answer or I'm not qualified to give you the answer, that I'm going to uh, direct you to the best possible resources. So learning food number two, eggs, three eggs a day. And learning food number three, is a treat, is a dessert, is my favorite food, hands down. People are surprised when I say I'm a nutritionist and my favorite food is chocolate. But chocolate, actually, without the added sugars, without added anything, it's very close to nutritional profile to nuts and seeds, those healthy foods that are on the menu of the longest living, the sharpest people of the world. Right, so chocolate is rich in, it's quite rich actually in protein. Obviously, fat is the richest nutrient. I'm talking about 100% dark chocolate, right? And there are a lot of minerals. There is like magnesium and iron, I think some calcium, uh, not like huge dosages, but um, still, it's a nutritious food. But for the brain specifically, nobody actually knows exactly how chocolate works. But number one, um, the smartest countries in the world, countries who have the most Nobel laureates per capita of um, population, they seem to be eating the most chocolate, like, you know, Switzerland and some other countries, Um, usually Northern Europe, even though they didn't grow any chocolate, but somehow they found it, right? And the smartest people are eating a lot of it. Like, I think it was five, almost five kilograms or five pounds per year. Um, but that's beside the point. So chocolate, right? It is consumed by the smartest people in big amounts. Also chocolate, it has more than 1500 compounds and we're still, you know, yet to discover how they work, what they do. Uh, chocolate, we know that it stimulates, um, things like dopamine and norepinephrine and endorphins and, serotonin and anandamide, like a lot of brain chemicals that are involved in learning, um, but also improve our motivation and focus. Um, those things that make our brain work better. Uh, also, this chocolate stimulates all the brain chemicals that are present in abundance in flow states, right? When we come up with insights at an accelerated rate. Chocolate accumulates in the areas of the brain that are um that do the learning, the memorization of stuff. Chocolate is super high in antioxidants, one of the richest food in antioxidants. Antioxidants and polyphenols that protect our brain during this rich activity. You know, our brain is very active tissue and it creates a lot of uh, ox- reactive oxygen species. Basically, what you want to know is your brain creates a lot of stuff that can damage itself. And so we need a lot of oxidants. Your brain needs a lot of oxidants to protect itself. And so chocolate is also very rich. Also coffee, by the way, is very rich in that and all the teas. But back to chocolate. So chocolate in people have has been shown to improve memory, to improve cognition, to improve learning, to um, help prevent cognitive decline. Um, it boosts your cognitive performance uh, when you consume it. 
chocolate. It's also a prebiotic. Uh, and again, I'm talking about the natural stuff. I'm talking about 100% chocolate. Um, obviously, the darker varieties, but maybe not 100%, like um, 70, 80, 90. They also have a lot of the same benefits, but all of the benefits you get in 100% chocolate, right? And also to give you an idea, like milk chocolate, uh, it can have somewhere from 5% to, you know, in good cases, up to 30% of um, of dark stuff, of the chocolate components that actually bring the benefits. Whereas dark chocolate, you know, it's 70, 80, 90, and 100. So the amount matters. Um, how much of the dark stuff you consume daily, it matters. So it is recommended to consume 30 grams, one ounce. It's been re- it's been used in research and studies. So one ounce, 30 grams uh, per day and the varieties that are recommended are 75 and 85 is even better right so i usually recommend start at 85 and work your way up to 100 whereas people like but i can't even eat 60 percent i'm like grow up this is the treat for um adults you're not a kid anymore you know you gotta take care of your brain and other organs and plus after a while you actually start enjoying like again a friend came over yesterday and uh, for dessert we had 100% dark chocolate and he had no complaints about that because he knows if you come to Angela's house that's the only chocolate you get but he also like noticed the benefits actually because that was I think the third dinner that we had together where I cooked and so um, he noticed the the benefits of the chocolate he's like oh I'm so like have so much more brain power and I seem to come up with so many ideas each time, you know, we do this dinners and I eat this dark chocolate. So um, anyhow, dark chocolate, it is a brain food number three. Now compared to, you know, fatty fish and eggs, I consider those like the staples. You never skip them. Chocolate, I consider more like an accelerator, super booster, right? It doesn't have the same components that are super necessary for learning and forming memories, but it, in all of these studies, it's been shown to have a profound effect on our brain power, on our cognition, on our learning abilities. And that's why for me, it's also non-negotiable chocolate. Every day I eat 30 grams per day. Sometimes if I have a really um, intense learning day, I might double the dose. Also, I put cacao in uh, my coffee maker. I put cacao in my yogurt. So I'm a huge fan of um, cacao plant, right? So chocolate Learning food number three. Let's recap. Learning food number one, omega-3 fatty fish. You know, omega-3 fish or fatty fish. And those are salmon, mackerel, um, herring, sardines. Uh, There are other fish. You can, you know, Google it, look it up. And um, I always say eat 100 to 200 grams. Uh, Somewhere in between probably will guarantee you get those two grams of EPA and DHA you need or supplement. But again, read the label, it gotta say, you know, that much omega, that much EPA, that much DPA, and you sum them up, DHA is better. I actually buy DHA extra uh, omega-3 supplement because DHA is what is most needed in your brain. So I combine those EPA, DHAs, and the amount should be two grams or more. That's been what's been shown effective in the studies. Um, 
The second food is choline source, our eggs, three eggs a day, or supplement with things like citicoline, alpha GPC, the form that seemed to be the most effective to be made into that acetylcholine that we absolutely need for learning memories and changing, uh, adapting to life's experiences. And food number three, chocolate. Dark chocolate. I recommend go for 100. Get used to that and you'll love it sooner or later. Uh, 30 grams, one ounce. And what else? Yeah, don't consume it late in the day because it does have active compounds. It does have caffeine. It does stimulate things like dopamine or norepinephrine or adrenaline. So you might not be able to sleep, especially if you consume 100% chocolate, right? That can interrupt with your sleep cycle. So know your timing, not just your chocolate percentage. And hey guys, If you found this useful, please let me know. If you need any advice, also please let me know. And don't forget to share this knowledge with other people. Not just to popularize this podcast and to grow together, to improve together, but also when you teach something to another person, you get to learn it twice. You internalize the knowledge and you make it stick much faster. And plus, you start owning this knowledge because what we teach, we feel like we own it. And if we are aligned with our own values, beliefs, then we got to be doing what we are teaching, right? So if you want to change faster and put something into practice faster, teach it and you'll get to learn it faster and you'll get to put it into action faster. That will happen automatically again. Ask your questions, share and teach this podcast. And if you have any feedback, please let me know. I'm always open to questions, any kinds of feedback, um, especially love also questions. If you have interesting questions and need to help with something, please let me know and stay tuned for future episodes. Your brain will love it. And till next time, eat that chocolate.